0: Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a show featuring weekly interviews with Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. Who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are your hosts, Tricia Whitlock and Todd Schnick. All right, good morning and welcome to The Incubator. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Tricia Whitlock. Good morning, ma'am. How are you?
1: So far, so good. It's early, but I'm up and awake.
0: It is know. It is early. Uh, you know, Well, not that early. A little bit. I guess it is a little early. Before 10. Well, we're off and running with this show. It's been great so far. Uh, we're having some great conversations. I'm looking forward to today's.
1: Me too. Well, we're going to have Short Web with us today. I found these guys out of Georgia Tech. And when anyone in, in Atlanta, ask me who my favorite startup is, I always say ShortWeb because I love the idea. So I'm excited to have them here today.
0: But you say that to all the startups though, don't
1: you? No, really. This is the one that I always <laughs> okay. say is my favorite.
0: Well, then this- shoot. Let's get it to it then. <laughs> so we're joined today by Miguel Oyer. He's the CEO and co-founder of ShortWeb, as well as Ricardo D'Andrade. De- de the also the co-founder of ShortWeb. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Miguel, let's we'll start with you. Uh, before we get into a conversation around Miguel and all the great things that you're doing, uh, take a few quick seconds, inform the audience a bit about you and your background. Definitely. So uh, I was I was born in the Dominican Republic, uh,
2: nice island of the Caribbean, and then raised in Puerto Rico. I uh, came here to the States about four years ago to go to school. And so I came here to Atlanta, went to Georgia Tech, and so right now I'm my last year studying mechanical engineering. I've uh, been interested uh, in software development for a while. have had some work experience in different companies. And uh, just this last January, started working with Ricardo on, on ShoreWeb. So it's been, it's been a nice ride here in Atlanta.
0: Outstanding. Well, Ricardo, tell us your story. let uh, give us about the, what's going on with you and your background. Sure. I was born and raised in Venezuela,
3: in South America. Then I came here to Georgia Tech to study. Right now I'm in my third year. I'm an industrial engineering and computer science double major. I actually started my double major because I started the project with Miguel Schorweb. And now I'm just working with Miguel a
0: lot and trying to do the best. Yeah, I've been there where I uh, I had plans uh, uh, to get a further education and I found another gig and I ended up telling the education thing to go go saw it off, but anyway. Well,
1: I'd love to kind of have the audience understand what short web is. I understand it as kind of highlighting anything on the internet is how when I'm describing to people what I think you do, but it'd be great to hear from your perspective exactly you know the service that you guys are planning on providing.
2: Yes, so uh, I'll touch on that. So the general idea uh, is that we think that there's a lot of fluff online. So people read a lot online, but uh, the important stuff is not really obvious, right? And so we wanted to build something that would make it obvious. And so we thought, what better way than to take advantage of the connectivity of people and let them highlight any text online and put it all together? And so what Show Up, l- Show Up l- lets you do is to, uh, it lets you highlight any text on a page. And so then with those highlights, you can share them with anybody you want. And then when you share them, whoever you share them with don't need the application to see the highlights. And so the cool part is, is that as more people highlight a page, there's kind of a sense of importance that importance that grows in the page because we aggregate it together. And so the way you could think about it is, um, you go back and think of when you're in school and you bought a used book, and it happened that the previous owner had it highlighted, uh, might have helped you study for a test or two. Uh, so it's, it's just like having that book that's highlighted, but for the entire internet. And so you could be reading an article... Um, maybe in New York Times or The Economist, and then it could be highlighted by other people. You could filter that by friends, different tags, uh, influencers, et cetera.
1: I love it. When I was in college, I used to obviously buy and then resell my books. So after I, I was a heavy, high, like I love to highlight. So that's why I was so excited about this project this product. But I would resell my books and say on the, like in the store saying like, this is an A student's highlights. Like you don't have to even read the book. You can just read what I highlighted and you'll do just fine. So that's why I love this idea so much.
0: Well, I can understand Trish why you're excited about this because this, I mean, I, I'm a guy who consumes an awful lot of content, and uh, which is why I treasure and value a good curator because I, someone I if I identify someone who I trust, who I, I admire, then when they recommend something, that means an awful lot to me. So the idea of of highlights on the internet makes a lot of sense. Is it similar conceptually to when I'm reading a book on my Kindle and there's a section that has those underlines saying six thousand people who have under is it is that similar conceptually what you're talking about?
2: It's definitely very similar. Uh, the difference is, is that instead of being in a book, it's the entire internet. And then also you, you'll be able to filter it, right? So you just mentioned that uh, you like it with somebody that you care about curates it. And so that we think that's very important for us. Uh, being able to the highlights uh, aggregated from the entire community might be important for some people. But perhaps other people might say, you know what, just show me the highlights of my Facebook friends. Or perhaps I'm following Ricardo on on ShortWeb and I want to see the highlights that Ricardo have been doing. Perhaps somebody more influential. A CEO of a company, etc.
1: And what is the technology behind this? It sounds like a huge undertaking, right? So how as much as you can share, how does this work? Um, and how are you going to be able to scale it if it really works and you overcome the critical mass problem and have a ton of users? Right now it's a
3: Chrome extension. Our prototype is a Chrome extension. Uh, if you You have Google Chrome, you open it, and then you can highlight any page and have any page highlighted for you. And we're building a web application. So that will be, you you will be able to open it in any device, in your phone, your computer, Mac,
2: or Windows. The sharing is, it doesn't matter what you use, it can be shared in any browser. To touch more on the technology part, it's so we kind of did the experiment with the extension, now going to the web application, there's kind of different hurdles to overcome, talking about scale that you mentioned. And so there's, of course, the part of, Getting the highlights shown in the page and then being able to retrieve them, uh, which is kind of like a t- t- technical hurdle within itself because then you have the pages changing. Uh, each new highlight actually changes the page, so you have to overcome that. And then there's also the sharing everywhere, which we solve that. And then the bigger part is the aggregation, right? It's how you, how do you take, uh, say, say, 10 different people's highlights in one page and you put them together like if only somebody, uh, like a very smart highlighter highlighted that page. And actually, so the, the algorithm we've developed for that skill is pretty good. Uh, and so as more people highlight, it kind of does a weighted score based on voting in the highlights and based on reputation by user. So if you get somebody that has been highlighting for a long time and has a high reputation, uh, or maybe you filter by that person, the highlights from that person are going to be more, much more important than maybe somebody that made a random highlight that you don't care about.
1: So is that algorithm your IP? Is that what you feel like you're going to be able to monetize? Or like, or was it going to be the marketing? But, of course, the marketing, you have the trouble of you have to have a ton of users, right? So what is, is that where the IP lies? Kind of what's the plan there?
3: Yeah, so uh, our, the algorithm is the most important part of, the, of our application. So we actually stayed at night. We stayed, like, a whole night without sleeping, trying to figure out what was the best way to to get all people's highlights together and get the most important out. So that's where the value comes out from
2: ShowWeb, from the algorithm and the aggregation point. How did you come up with this idea? What sparked this? (laughs) So that's an interesting one. It's a long story, but I'll cut it short. So uh, a couple of friends were sitting around, and we're kind of, like, trying to brainstorm. And in the back of our heads, we're thinking about Crowdsourcing, uh, which we were talking about how, like, for example, like Duolingo does all the uh, like two-sided thing and they crowdsource the translations. And then we were brainstorming different ideas and we were talking about reading. And my friend mentions, he's like, you know what, I read a lot. And it's gotten to the point that I read so many books that the important uh, sentence, sentences and words just jump out at me. He's like, it would be very cool if we could make it so that anybody could do this. And so there I thought, I'm like, wow, that's, that's a neat idea. And maybe if we were Google or if we were Amazon and we had the platform with all the books... It'd be great. And I say, if we're the innovation team, I'd be like, hey, I'm part of you. Let's implement that. <laughs> and I actually didn't know that the Kindle already had the highlighting. And he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, after like 45 minutes of him pushing, I said, forget about uh, books. Let's do it for the entire internet. And so we started doing some research. Uh, and And I mean, nobody had done it the way that we thought. Could be the the best way to do it. I mean, highlighting web pages and annotating has been trying since the nineties by big companies like Google and even small companies, and uh, many have failed. And so, but we we think that we have something here that's being done differently that we can do, and so we just
0: went ahead straight and do it. Well, at least I don't have to give the advice to think bigger. If, all right, we'll start <laughs> with the entire internet. I mean, goodness, that's uh, that's amazing.
1: Um. So what is the, mon- how do you see this kind of becoming monetized, right? How are you going to make money here? Is it from the marketing side where you can tell what's being looked at on the page and then sell that information? Is it per user who are going to pay to kind of use this service? I mean, I know that it's relatively early for you all, but what are you considering at this point?
2: You know, it's, it's something that uh, we're, we're looking at. Uh, so, so we're early, right? And so part of part of being a startup is that we don't have everything figured out yet and so one thing that we are kind of are dealing with in two sides right now is do we go B2C or do we go B2B and we see value in both and so to say, say quickly on so B2C the idea is Let's make this deliver a lot of value for people that read online. Uh, so you can imagine anybody that reads news, anybody that reads blog posts, uh, newsletters, et cetera. And so make it so that you improve their reading experience and then get at a lot of people. And then once you get there, you can actually improve uh, their advertising experience, right? Because a lot of people get ads, I mean, and they're going to be there anyway. If you can make it so that actually the information they get is something they care about, then that's better. So it's very similar to what StumbleUpon does, right? The pages that StumbleUpon shows you and StumbleUpon actually depend on what you like. Then they also make some money out of that in marketing dollars. Now, also, there's a lot of value to be brought to the to businesses, right? Uh, One of the actually not one of the biggest, the biggest uh, productivity consumer for a business is the internet, and so if we can shave off one hour a week. Of an employee for a big corporation that has, says has a thousand employees, been getting paid an average of eighty thousand a year. For example, that's a million dollars a year in, in savings. And so right now uh, we're we're kind of like having a two-pronged approach in which we're trying to grow our uh, user base, like getting people signed up to our our, our our beta list at uh, getshowweb.com, and then at the same time uh, we're trying to get some business deals to get this into the workplace, uh, kind of like says, sell it as a software as a service, uh, to pretty much sell plan hey you get this tier for up to these many users this year for these many users
1: and so it's, it's scale this town so you're sitting pretty if you go that route it's definitely tough to do the b2c but I, def- I think this has the kind of juju that it needs to kind of to hit viral and have lots of people i hope so and have lots of people using it so. well, i
0: think so too and i think and maybe you're thinking about this long term but i think you're going to start changing behaviors because I think it's like now when I'm writing a blog post, I'll put out a, a statement and I'll think, hmm, I should be sure this fits nicely in 140 characters. So I'm thinking about how I take my content, which is on an entirely different platform, but I want to get little bits that I think will be good uh, to be to be tweeted. Uh, but I think you're going to start seeing people saying, all right, well, we're going to write this, we're going to put out this content, but we want to be sure there's bits that are going to be are going to be short-webbed. Yeah. Is that I, the right way to even say it? All right. We, we say
2: sh- short it. Just short it. Short it. All right. But uh, I mean, it's interesting because if you look at it, though, like, the way that people are getting the most information limits them to 140 characters, right? So people want more bite-sized thing. I mean, look at Twitter, look at Vine, only 10-second video. And so people are going away from text, but we still think that text is the best way to get more, most condensed information, and we're kind of like trying to bring that back. And the same with Twitter, instead of having to copy and paste the quote and then post it on Twitter, just being able to highlight, click a button, and it's on Twitter, and then if people could click the link, they can see the highlight in context, then it's even better. Oh, I like that. All right.
0: Miguel and Ricardo, will be back after this quick break. We'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host
3: of
2: Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Wella is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital
0: platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing
2: and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y O U R W E L A.com.
0: All right. We're back with Miguel Oyer and Ricardo D'Andrade, the co founders of ShortWeb.
1: So these guys are actually going to be a part of Startup Summer. It's an accelerator at Georgia Tech, and they're going through it now. So I'm kind of curious, how did you find out about the program? You know, how did you decide you wanted to go about actually doing it over the summer? And what does it entail?
2: Our, our path here has, has been interesting right so we started out at Georgia Tech and so we started meeting people that were interested and uh, actually where, we, where it all started was hack DT which is a hackathon at Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech and so there we built the first very first ever iteration of, of short web and so from there we started meeting people involved in something called a startup exchange within okay. Georgia Tech and so we met people there uh, actually we met, we met you Trish there and, uh, and tell
1: the listeners about startup exchange
2: yes yeah, so startup exchange is kind of like the Hub for Entrepreneurship at Georgia Tech. It's where students can go and uh, kind of be, be uh, with other people that are interested in, in startups. And so people go there that are doing their own startups. Other people are looking to work with other people, and some are interested and don't even have an idea. And so it's, it's a great place to meet people that are like-minded and then at the same time you just get some work done. So it's awesome. And so and so at Georgia Tech, uh, like last semester, we were involved with Startup Exchange, and then we formed part of Startup Semester, which is uh, a program run, uh, run by uh, some of the students there, which is kind of like a pre-accelerator, you could call it. Uh, and so we did pretty good there. And so we got a chance to compete in the Inventor Prize Finals at Georgia Tech, which is a program, so about 500 students apply all the way uh, in the fall, and then they narrow it down to about six teams. And then we presented live television, uh, over 50,000 viewers and. and you enjoy it, yeah. it was. It was definitely nerve wracking. <laughs> um, so we presented there. We had, we had uh, great judges, and so that was pretty good. And so from from there, we were like, okay, so what's next for the summer? What we want to do is shore web, right? And so we had previous plans from before. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll let Ricardo talk about his. But for me, me personally, I actually had an offer at an investment bank in Wall Street. Uh, I mean, very generous offer to go work there and intern there. That was going to eventually turn into a full-time position, and so I had a very tough decision to make, which was: should I pursue uh, this this project I'm doing, this baby baby of ours, and just forego that and probably actually not even get the opportunity at all, uh, or should I just go there and, and do that and then maybe try to do this uh, after I graduate or after that that opportunity is uh, tied down? And honestly, it was it was a no-brainer. I think that. When there's something that, that you like And you're clear about it There's nothing to consider Right It's uh, I think our, our path is pretty clear We're both pretty decided On what we want to do So It was just a matter of Okay So where are we going to go this, Show up this summer Go to California Stay in Atlanta And so we thought about it uh, And we said You know what Let's let's apply to Startup Summer Which is the accelerator At Georgia Tech uh, We applied We got in And we're like Okay let's stay in Atlanta And, and I mean Let's just, just do it here just Yeah for my us.
3: part I was going to To study at France in a, pro, a dramatic program over there and I was going to visit like all Europe and have trips everywhere and,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and with your um, friends I mean that was going to be yeah, great yeah I was going with all my friends and I'll, 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 I paid the deposit and I paid everything but then but then we were we were working on show web and we just said why don't stay here in summer and, and just continue it and and work full time on that and yes, yeah, Miguel said it was a no brainer I cancelled all that
0: and they, and yeah, well, you've got it. to spend time with Trish and I. I mean, so. yeah, of course. Better <laughs> than that. Tarly take take your really off the table. <laughs> <laughs> this is far more impactful. Yeah, of course. You uh, know what I think is really interesting, and Trish, this is probably feeds part of your enthusiasm for for short web is, is that when you're in an environment like Startup Summer or when you're spending time in Atlanta Tech Village and you're around like-minded souls and you're all building something amazing, trying to change the world. Some of these some of these startups are have a very very niche target, right? Uh, but but the, what I think must be really intriguing is that, frankly, everybody you interact with, you have the potential to impact because they're all putting out a story to the world. They're all putting out content on the web. You play a role with virtually everyone in this building. And so I, I wonder if you could speak to, I mean, does that kind of change the dynamic when you're interacting with other startups and other founders? Because there's, there's a way that you can be helpful. To, to everyone we're talking to.
2: So, so we recently joined the, the uh, Atlanta Tech Village, and we we got some some desks uh, there to to work. And so, uh, like part of our value is kind of like to give back, and and that's the way like we like to think about it. So, I mean, yes, every time we speak with somebody, we always think, okay, how how can this person benefit from what we're doing? And but at the same time, it's not always how, like, oh, you should be using shortwave. We always no, like it, to it, but- give back. But yeah, the danger with that though is that because our potential market is so so big, right? It's oh, anybody that reads on the internet. Uh, that brings a very big risk for us because as a startup, we need to focus on a small group first, make it perfect for them, and then we're like, okay, it's, it works for them, let's expand, right? And so it's actually a very hard for us to say, okay, you know what? We're going to pick this, for example, this news- newsletter about JavaScript, and then we're going to go after them and then make it perfect for them and then expand. When in the back of our heads, we're like, our vision is to conquer the internet, right? And so, and so, yes, uh, definitely. We always we're always thinking. You know what? Everybody that we talk to, they could benefit from this. We want to help them, uh, pretty much change the way that they get information online. But at the same time, we have to make sure that uh, we don't we don't get uh, kind of like all fussy with 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 the long term and sure. actually like, kind of make a path to that.
1: So that path I would assume, like you said, you're kind of breaking it down into small pieces and putting it together as you go. What is customer discovery like when anyone could be your customer? Kind of how are you deciding exactly who you want to ask about, how this is going to work? And then how do you in, like how do you kind of interact within the customer discovery process to find out how they're currently using the internet and how they could better be using it with ShoreWeb?
3: Sure. Uh, so our first customer discovery part, we did it like in January, February. And we just went to Linux and started asking anybody like anybody we saw, because we didn't know who our customer was we didn't know who would who would use it and who would not and From there, we learned that the people from from like like teens and and young adults adults are, are the people that that read the most on the internet and that we use highlighted that that would read highlighted pages the most then after that we we realized that. Like internet newsletters, like weekly newsletters, for example, uh, JavaScript. As you said, JavaScript newsletter or or like. We're a hippopotamus newsletter.
1: Yeah, exactly, which right. so so out this morning. because exactly. people people
3: <laughs> who compile who, who compile weekly newsletters, they they take the time to to read art, articles and pick what's the most important from that. So why not pick the most important article and then highlight what's most important from there, and then they can share more information with the people.
1: Sure. I mean, from yeah. a per, from a content. Provider perspective, like I, I can tell if someone has opened my newsletter, right, which usually has to do with how well, of a, how great of a title I've come up with. And then I can see the click rates of who opens what and how long they're on the page. But that's kind of hard. That's harder. At that point, I'm kind of digging. Right. But to be able to actually know what was resonating on each page would completely rework the way that we write. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't even don't even know. Well, right.
0: We're both in a similar business in that we're putting out content to the, to the world and and the, the, the data that we can get from that. Is is staggering because it will change how we prioritize and change how, I mean, frankly, it may change how we ask questions on interviews such as this. I mean, it, it has a, it potentially has a profound impact. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mentioned at the very top of the show that that as someone who appreciates a good curator, I mean, I imagine that's a that's a I mean, that that person or that organization that does that kind of of, of work is is a prime source for you to kind of get a sense of how we can plant our seeds here, yeah?
2: Definitely, yeah. So, I mean, you, you could imagine, uh, so Trish, imagine having hypotamus.gadshowweb.com, and when you send out the newsletter, you can send it out with actually, oh, here's here's a link of the article, but then here's the highlighted version, and then when they click, it comes up with a nice hypotamus header, and then you're seeing the exact same article but yeah. it's highlighted and like you said you can get insights actually what resonates within the page for for each reader
1: even the idea that i could send it out to like an initial hit list of like my 100 inner circle and then i send it out to the you know 10,000 folks that are on our list the idea that i could send them something that's already even been short webbed by like you know the a select few that are pretty high up in the uh, startup world could be really like an interesting new marketing ploy for a company to go about, right? So, I don't know. I just love this idea so much. I'm so excited yeah. for it to work. <laughs> and, and not only
2: that, imagine sending out your newsletter and then not only, because right now people just, they just read it and then you see, oh, this many people read it. But imagine sending it out and then you, for example, make highlights that you think they're interested in and all of a sudden you have people upvoting and downvoting the highlights. So you know, oh, yeah, so, so this part of the article people liked it, and you, and then, perhaps when you for the, for the next next week or if it's biweekly for the next one, uh, you actually you get more engaged with your with people that are reading. It's it's not just oh I send you a newsletter and you read it and you're done. It's now I send you a newsletter, you read. You read it, you read what's most important, but now you can actually tell me, hey, this is good, this is bad. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like the Reddit model, but it's forced as opposed to having to be kind of like more of a part of the Reddit community. It's like you're now a part of just the larger community in general. Um, so I have a qu- I know this is early, kind of like we talked about the customer discovery, but what are you guys considering from a getting off the ground financial perspective? Are you going to try and bootstrap this? Do you think if you go as a software as a service that you'd be more likely to go after venture funding? Kind of what are you guys considering at this, at this time?
2: So so, um, so initially we initially were like, you know what, let's bootstrap for as long as we can. Uh, it's, it's kind of like normally the best thing to do. And then we started realizing, okay, we you know what, we need money. We need to eat, <laughs> we need a place to live. Uh, we need, we need, uh, like just the operating expenses. So we need that. And so the good thing is that, so through the, uh, accelerator startup summer, uh, they do a small investment. So, so we, we got some, some runway now.
1: Chris Claus gives everybody 20 grand,
2: right? Is that yes. how it works? Yeah. Okay. And so, and I mean, and it's great. And so we, uh, so we, we take that money, and so right now uh, we're going to use that pretty much to keep kind of keep working on, on, on the product. Uh, but honestly, we're I mean we're we're kind of like looking to do a, a seed round. We're looking okay. looking for in- investors. I mean, <clears throat> the way I say it is, we're always looking for people, right? We're always Sorry. looking for users. We're always looking for customers. We're always looking for mentors and advisors, and then we're also looking for investors. Uh, we're looking for people that are just as passionate as, as us about changing the way that people. T- get information from the internet, and at the same time can, can help us um, take this company to a new level, right? And so like you said, if we're, we're going to go software as service, uh, definitely the, the scaling of that and, and, and like, perfecting that process to be repeatable is something that re- requires uh, kind of a substantial amount of funds.
1: Sure, get it off the ground.
0: You guys are obviously at the early stage of this and just getting this thing off the ground, still testing, still learning. Uh, but uh, if we have this conversation in five years' time, what are we going to be talking about? I mean, what do you, how do you, when you look ahead a bit, uh, where do you see this thing going? Uh, what will be the subject of that conversation in five years' time? I'll ask each of you to weigh in on that. Five, five years from
2: now, you know, um, I can't see the future, and five years is is far off along, but but if things go the way we, the way we, we want it to go and, and the way we will direct it, uh, I mean, in five years we'll be talking about what are the most important people in the world uh, highlighting in Show Web? Uh, so did you see that, uh, for example, that article that came out yesterday, uh, perhaps about um, a long article about some, something in, in Microsoft, and then you have Bill Gates highlighting it, and then you have other, uh, you have a, uh, for example, uh, Steve Cook highlighting it, and so, and so you have different people, and so being able to kind of like get to the point where every single page in the internet, not anymore is it just what you see there, but it actually has a layer on top of it, where it's actually the most important information is great, right? And so, and so I'll go back to what's been done in the past, and, and which is why we think we we got a chance here is that since the '90s, people have been trying to like like annotate the web and like highlight the web, and so what they normally been done is like a, you you can like highlight and then put a comment, and so kind of like uh, have a, like a board of discussion, like a layer on top, and so the thing is, is that. We think that people, people, when they go read, they don't want more information. They want less. And so starting putting comments and all that stuff starts getting making it cluttered. And so being able to just highlight it and then with the algorithm or, or kind of like moat or, like, or golden nugget, kind of like putting it all together and actually showing only what's most important based on your preferences, we think that that is what's going to make the difference. And so five years from now, if you use ShortWeb, any page that you go to is going to have that nice personal touch just distilled
0: to, to you. I'm envisioning articles, and now we see articles like, "Here's the ten books that Bill Gates thinks that all startup founders should read." I think in five years' time, all the articles will be, "Well, here are Bill Gates's hundred top highlights from Short web. I mean, I, I mean, uh, talk about curating. I mean, and, and talk about what what someone like a Bill Gates or or whoever of, of that ilk. I, I want to know what he thinks is important in all this content. I mean, that that, that becomes talk about a a, a really. Value-laden piece of content. I mean, that's that's it. Change, that changes how we consume content.
1: Sure, that's exciting.
0: We're,
2: we're trust me, we're very very excited.
1: And it's great that you guys are here in Atlanta. I mean, you know, giving up trips to New York, going abroad. Um, you know, what have you? What have you utilized in Atlanta to make this grow even outside of just Georgia Tech? Have you felt that there are a lot of resources for you to grow this here? Um, Do you think this is somewhere that you guys are going to stay and build it? Or is this kind of a temporary spot for you until you decide the next
0: next place? take over the world.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so our plan right now is to stay in here and just work in here as as much as we can. We've been, so as Miguel said previously, we we just got a desk in ATV here in Atlanta Tech Village. And we're in love with it, like we we're way more productive in here we we're meeting great people the environment the, the startup environment over here is awesome, so there's for us there's no better place to be than than in here
2: yeah and and, and so uh, I mean I think. A lot of people are like, oh, you should like go, like go, go to another place. But, we, I mean, we we're like, at like setting roots here. The people we know here, there's the, the talent in Georgia Tech, talent everywhere. And so, I mean, I actually told a friend of mine that uh, he went to a, a Techstars uh, in another state. I told him, dude, when you're done, you should come down here and we should like kind of like keep growing the, the startup community here in L.A. Because it's growing, it's going somewhere. And now we feel a part of it. We're like, instead of believing it. Uh, we you sure. should just make it bigger right
1: yeah and it's kind of right for at least for right now it's easier to be a big fish in a smaller pond here where you know the competition is different in other places you're not yeah, you know you're no, not out of the gate you know being but covered in the small in pond is, is
0: pretty d- dynamic though I mean, oh yeah pretty, it's a pretty pretty great exciting. small pond you know, i I'm, i wanted to ask you uh, i'm starting to read more and more about enterprise tech that seems to be a trend that you guys are thinking a lot about uh, talk to me about how that's impacting your thinking
2: yeah so actually uh beginning of this week there were a couple of articles in TechCrunch about how enterprise tech is going to be the next trillion dollar uh, industry, et cetera, And how Slack had an amazing growth and super high valuation. And they were mentioning how uh, enterprise tech is, is the next big thing in which technology is now are getting digitized. I mean, not technology, I'm sorry, uh, businesses. Uh, and so, I mean, we, we saw that, we're like, oh, that's that's talking about us. Uh, I mean, it, again, it's a balance between between focus and, and kind of like a, like scattershot. But, uh if we do go the route it was, where it's enterprise tech, the, the impact it could have, it could, have it could be huge as well, right? I mean, knowledge workers are kind of getting to be all the workers at this day and age, right? Everybody has to access information online. Everybody's using tools. I mean, in all tools like, like CRM, for example, they're, they're being used. Actually, still, there are better ways to efficiently take the data from the internet and actually, for example, it may associate it with an account. And so we think that by using short web and integrating with that, we can actually drastically increase the productivity that's being seen in the workplace today by knowledge workers that spend pretty much all their time reading information in digital documents. And right now it's just in line, but it could eventually be also PDFs and other digital documents, right? We don't have to limit ourselves to just HTML.
1: So other than the Kindle, kind of what else is out there for this already? Or are, is, are there other folks that are also building something similar? I always hear that if you have a great idea, there's usually like 10 other folks that are trying to build it at the same time and execution is everything. Have you come across anybody else that's attempting something similar?
2: Yes, definitely. So there's, there's this company out in New York and uh, they've been very successful. And so they're, do, they're doing something that looks very similar, but in, in essence it's different. And so uh, they started out, kind of like annotating rap lyrics. Okay. And so what you could do was you could go into uh, like upload rap lyrics and you could highlight them and then put uh, describe it, right? And so they they did pretty good, got a lot of people. uh, They got some investment. They have a big pile of cash. And so now they moved from rap lyrics to everything in the internet. And so their vision is we're going to make the entire internet uh, annotated. And it's going to be everything's going to have annotations and comments. And we think it's – I mean, those guys are doing great stuff. But we think that makes sense for, for rap lyrics, for Shakespeare, when things are cryptic. When you start getting into long articles that are five pages long, maybe some people might want might to go and spend their time seeing, oh, here are the comments that people are talking about. But normally, they want less information. Like we said, look at Twitter, 140 characters, fine. And so instead of giving them more information with, with comments, which is what's been done since, in, since like, Internet, Internet 1.0 in the 90s, and it has been failing – our approach is different is we don't want to give more information. We want to give you the best information and have it condensed. And so, yes, these guys are having a lot of su- success, uh, and, and I'm sure they will keep having success, but I think that that key difference is, is, is going to matter a lot in the long term, uh, because people want more, one, one thinks faster. It's kind of like people are addicted to getting condensed information. If you go to Reddit or anywhere else, any forum, uh, People say TLDR, too yeah. long, too long. Didn't read. Don't don't give me a long, the long thing. I only want to see the one sentence summary of it, right? And so, and so, we're bringing kind of like a The difference between the, the entire article and the TLDR, which is one sentence, we're bringing kind of like the in between for everything.
0: Well, going back to the five-year looking ahead question, I think TLDR will be, will be gone from, exactly. from Lexicon because of what you guys are doing. So, All right. Well, we're about out of time, although uh, you guys are aware that Wella is uh, the organization making this conversation possible. So it's time for the Wella question of the week. So, uh, Miguel, I'll ask you, uh, what's the best financial advice you have ever received? You know— Actually, I received my
2: mom always used to tell me, and, and I think she's right because i, and I uh, try to follow it always, which is never borrow money never but just never borrow money you just always always before you spend money, make sure you have it so which is pretty much uh, what I hear is never get a credit card
0: yeah
2: so 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 basically have have cash in your hand before you go and spend it and i think I think that's great advice, not just for me personally but also for my company uh bootstrap yeah. Bootstrap as long as you can And then and, and when you need money To find race money Because uh, at some point You're going to need it But make sure that That you're uh, Kind of like Being as frugal as possible To kind of like Not tie you down In any other way
0: Outstanding. Well, gentlemen, I hate to say it, we are about out of time. Uh, uh, Miguel, I'll ask you, uh, uh, should people have questions, want to learn more? Uh, how can they contact you? Where can they learn more about ShortWeb? Yes, definitely. So uh,
2: they can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. So it's Facebook slash GetShortWeb. Uh Twitter handle is at GetShortWeb. And our website is www.getshortweb.com. Uh, and so go in there, sign up for the beta, hit us up, let us know if you have any suggestions. If you want to talk, we're... More than happy uh, Yeah we're, I mean Like I said before We're always looking For people To learn from We're looking for users
0: and uh, more importantly, we're looking for investors. So <laughs> I right, got it. I got it. Well, Trish, I understand why you're so enthusiastic yeah. about this organization.
1: When they launch, we'll be sure to cover them. Absolutely.
0: So. Awesome. Keep you posted. All right. Miguel Oyer, the CEO and co-founder, and Ricardo D'Andrade, also the co-founder of ShortWeb. Gentlemen, it's great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and good Thank luck Thank you so you. much. Thank you. All right. On behalf of my co-host, Trisha Whitlock, I'm Todd Schnick. Thanks again, Noella, for making this broadcast possible. This is The Incubator. Signing off from the Atlanta Tech Village, we'll see you next week.
1: You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus, and made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.